Hi folks, this is Rich Larson. Join me every Thursday night at 7 p.m. for The Weekly List, a collection of songs and stories based on something happening that week or really whatever is on my mind. That's The Weekly List, Thursday nights at 7, right here on 95.1 KYMN, The One. 95.1, The One Station, where you won't hear the same songs hour after hour. to Curtain Call Episode 7, the Mother's Day special. I'm your co-host, Cosmo Usplin, here with the one and only Pauline Schuster Jennings. Hi, Pauline. Hi, Cosmo. Nice to see you. And I am Mother Pauline. Yeah, exactly. I'm a mother, and I'm happy to celebrate this day. I think we should have a whole month, so for all the labor we go through, but boom. Fantastic. Well, it's good to be back. We took a month off. So it's great to be back here. And Pauline, what have you been up to uh, since we first talked? I took a hiatus a little bit uh, from Musician Talk, but when I came back, came back with a roar. And I did a three-part special uh, uh, dedicated to the rock and roll revival. But what have you been up to? Well, first of all, I worked on my uh, one-year anniversary special of Some Good News Northfield. It was also kind of a season finale because... I'm closing this part of the season because I've been doing it for one year now. Hopefully over the summer, when it's safe to be um, out and about again, I'll be working on SDNN 2.0. It's called Touring Northfield. That's the season. Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you. That's a great idea. So I'll be highlighting uh, live events. I'm sure that you'll be producing a lot of those as usual. And I'll be, uh, <laughs> and I'll be uh, going around downtown, popping in local organizations and businesses. So I'm really excited to start working on that. And I'm finishing up school. I hope to be done in the next month here. I'm homeschooled. I think I've probably mentioned that before. So anyway, back to you, Pauline. All right. Well, I just want to get back to the rock and roll revival um, as we talk about what's going on around in Northfield and around Northfield that people will go to and see uh, live. So the rock and roll revival, if you have a ticket, I'm very happy to say I did get one, um, is May 14th to 16th at the high school outside, right by the doors that go into the theater. They're going to have enough seating, safe seating, uh, COVID safe seating for 450 people per show. So that's a, a good, yeah, I was thinking they could be a lot less than that. But um, so they're able to sell a lot of tickets. They are sold out. But maybe oh, wow. a friend that has a ticket that they don't need, mm-hmm. get there. So um, that's yeah. like a Yankees game in New York. Everybody's getting a ticket. Exactly. It's just like that. Right. Exactly like that. <laughs> a couple other things I found. So tonight, meaning Friday, mm-hmm. um, at from 5.30 to 7.30, Helen Forsyth will be playing at the um, Armory Event Center, Armory mm-hmm. Square Event Center. Then tomorrow night, same place is uh, Fred the Bear, which is Ray Coudre's, which we, uh, we just talked about. He's the director of Rock and Roll Revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing from, let's see, 5 to 7. On May 8th, the Saturday, also 8 to 9 p.m., there's Curtain Call Theater Improv Performance at mm-hmm. the Next Chapter Winery in New Prague. Oh, so, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I love improv shows, and I have no idea what the theme or if there is a theme for this, but it's theater, and it's live, and Mm -hmm. you can go see it. So uh, if you want more information on that, call 612-756-3012. Did you find anything to do? I want to mention the next uh, Live from the Guild Theater 
event. By the way, I listened to uh, the last uh, Live from the Guild Theater in which John Manners was a musical guest. So the next uh, concert is on a Friday this time. It's usually on a Saturday, but this time it's on a Friday, so remember that. And it's Friday, May 21st at 8.30 p.m., and the musical guest is Andy Flory. So I'm looking forward to hearing some of Andy's music. It'll be a lot of fun. How is that? Virtual? Yes, that is virtual. And uh, Andy will actually be on the Northfield Arts Guild stage. But this is a Facebook Live event, which means go to uh, northfieldartsguild.org um, for more info or go to their Facebook page, Northfield Arts Guild, to watch it live on Friday, May 21st at 8.30 p.m. And uh, also, I wanted to mention the Guild fundraiser, and I'll talk to you about this yes, in just right. a minute. That's something I did? How could I yeah. forget that? Wait, wait. No, I didn't do it. That's right. It was Mary Poppins that did it. Exactly. And uh, Mary Poppins co-hosted with someone else that we'll talk to in just a little bit here. So, yes, Perfect. but I'll... I'll talk to uh, you, Pauline, about that in just a minute because I know you're good friends with Mary. Uh, so I just want to give it. a little bit of background first. So last month, the Northfield Arts Guild hosted a fundraiser called You Make Our Light Shine. I mentioned that in the last episode, and it turned out great. Everybody who RSVP'd received a very well-put-together swag bag featuring fun treats and projects. Did you get one, Pauline? I, I did, but I gave it to Mary. All right. Good good call. There were many guild celebrities who performed, and the fundraiser encouraged more people to get involved, which is always important. After all, it is a community-based organization. Executive Director Andrea Shogun delivered a message to everybody present, highlighting her excitement to be leading the guild. And uh, the fundraiser also featured interviews with many guild participants telling their guild story and why it's so important to be involved in the guild. In fact, the board of directors generously matched every donation up until last week on April 30th. Wow, that's just incredible. Very up to twenty thousand dollars. They they wow. matched. Incredible. I, I'm very really excited to find out too if they uh, met, met those goals. The goal, the yeah. overall goal, was for fifty thousand. So. Oh wow. Ooh, yeah, I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but it's not only about yeah. people being involved with the guild. Yeah. It's also, and this is just very blunt, people donating to the guild. Yeah. You know, they just need money to for people to be involved. They need Absolutely. money to, to make the place run, especially so, in these difficult times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we found out how important it is, I think, over the last year. Mm-hmm. It is to have these these programs uh, to go to, the artwork being done that you can go to the gallery and see. So yeah. it, it, I don't think that there's a better place to give money, personally. Me neither. And that leads into what uh, I was just going to mention, which is that these funds will support the Guild moving forward towards reopening more fully. And it will also bring us even more entertainment from the arts galleries and the theater productions that build community by bringing us together in our support of the local arts. Pauline, why don't you tell us about Mary and how how much fun she had? I met her when I went to Disney World about 100 years ago. And so we've been friends since then. And so I called her because I thought it would be nice to have somebody famous, you know, Mm -hmm. putting the pitch to the people about, you know, giving and being involved. And she said yes, because the guild does everything that she loves. Mm -hmm. You know, the theater, the singing, the dancing, the teaching, the the mentoring, all that is kind of her bailiwick. So Mm -hmm. she kindly agreed to show up. 
and uh, and co-host with Charlie Black. Wow. We will talk more about later. Yeah. Um, but Mary told me she had a great time. She loved all the things in the swag bag. That her favorite was the shadow puppet because, of course, it's wow. an art project. She mm-hmm. loves that. So um, she had a very fun time. I'll tell you, she did. She did. Really did. Oh, you sound a lot like Mary Paul. Well, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with her, so what can I say? Right. Well, that's great. So, um, yes, again, please donate to the Guild. Go to northfieldartsguild.org, or you can uh, send money in the mail. However you want to do it, it's your way. So. And uh, the show is on the, on the Guild website, too. So if yes, you want that's right. So it, it is there. And let me tell you, Mary did great, Charlie did great, but they were not the highlights of the show. It, w- it was pre-recorded. Three spots of pre-recorded uh, uh, people talking about their experience, like you said, and then performing. There's yeah. some original songs. There's this. Wow, it's jam-packed with a lot of great yeah. things. Yeah, it was, and it was very professionally done as well. I probably use that word too much, professional. But, yeah, so as you mentioned, it's on the Guild's website, and I think it's on their YouTube channel as well, Northfield Arts Guild. So that's what I have for theater news. And also one more thing, this is not local at all. Broadway is uh, reopening on May 19th, and they're hoping to possibly uh, start up some productions in September, so that's exciting news. Awesome. You know, all this is great, and what's going on around Northfield Mm -hmm. this weekend, all of it's great. The biggest thing, though, is Sunday. Oh, yes, Mother's Day. This is a Mother's Day special, after all. That's right. Yep, and uh, you can, just so you know, since I'm referring to you as Mother Pauline, you can refer refer to me as Cosmo Chrissyson. Anyways, back to what you were saying. Okay, so we are we have our section that we do, which is called to see or not to see, which are right. uh, things we we are recommending or not recommending mm-hmm. uh, to our audience, uh, movies movies or TV series, anything that you can watch or theater. But we haven't seen any theater, so it hasn't been that. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm doing it a little differently because okay. um, what I did is looked up bad mothers and wonderful mothers in movies. I didn't look it up. I just looked it up in my own brain. And um, I wanted to talk about those. But b- just because you have a bad mother in a movie doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. No. And so this is not to see or not to see. This is how to be or not to be. To be or not to be. Ooh, this is a massive twist. Such a game changer. It is. It is. And so we're, I'm just going to tell you not how not to be <laughs> as a mother. Okay? okay. And so I'm going to give you a handful of them. Okay. There's uh, Eleanor Islin. If that's how you say your name, I'm not sure. I haven't watched this movie in so long. In The Manchurian Candidate, which I think a few mothering choices are worse than turning your child into a secret weapon for the communists. That's pretty bad. (laughs) There's Joan Crawford, of course, the the first bad mother, I think, in movies, uh, in Mommy Dearest. and She's the poster mother for terrible physically and emotionally abusive mothers. Right. You like that. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. In, oh, I like her. Yeah. In Home Alone. Yes, because what kind of mother uh, leaves her forgets, son home alone? Right when they go right. on a family vacation. But the best, of course, and this is there's a theme here because I'm going to talk about stepmother on the good side, is the wicked stepmother from Cinderella. <laughs> uh, it's a classic, classic and stereotypically awful stepmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite version, by the way, of Cinderella, and this is to see is uh, the Kenneth Branagh uh, directed oh. version of the, uh, he directed it in 2015. With uh, Lily James? 
Yes, and Kate Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett plays the part of the evil stepmother. Perfect casting. It is, and she's so good. She plays it actually with some nuance, but very bold, and it's very funny. Uh, okay, so that's not how not to be a mother. Now, to be is, uh, and this is the stepmother again, mm-hmm. is Maria Von Trapp from Sound of Music. Oh, okay. This is what this woman does. Uh, she's, prefers, she's like the best stepmother in Hollywood ever. Um, she tames seven incorrigibly governess-resistant children, wins over their grieving father, her, the militaristic father, Mm-hmm. Turns them not so militaristic, teaches them how to have fun, uh, sings through thunderstorms, makes play clothes out of curtains, and best of all, she climbs every mountain. That's that what I have for to be or not to be as a mother uh, for this. What do you got, Cosmo? So uh, I'm going to start with my uh, not to see. So there, I really couldn't find a bad movie that also had a bad mother. So I just chose good movies that had bad mothers. So uh, not to see uh, for, uh, for Mother's Day is The Goonies. Uh, so I'll give a little bit of backstory for this. So um, releasing in 1985, The Goonies, directed by Richard Donner and starring Sean, uh, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, and Josh Brolin, it revolves around a group of friends who set out to find a treasure map, but they encounter pirates along the way, led by the fierce Mama Fratelli. Although she's easy to frighten audiences, she's not easy to love. Ruthlessly <laughs> leading her fellow pirates, she's a battle axe that you do not want to come across. So, but she is evil. She scares the dickens out of me, and I don't want to go anywhere near her, period. To see... For Mother's Day is, uh, this is a TV show, it's a very popular, Modern Family, which aired on ABC from 2009 to 2020. It's created by Stephen Levitin and Christopher Lloyd. No, not that Christopher Lloyd, it's a different Christopher Lloyd. And uh, it's about three related families and their daily struggles with life and each other, even though in the end they're all family. It has funny characters, several Emmy wins, and 11 binge-worthy seasons. It not only showcases the cast, but also the clever writing and the spot-on comedic timing. And you can binge this on either Hulu or Peacock. Uh, They have all 11 seasons there, but you have to pay. Uh, The cast includes Ed O'Neill, Sofia Vergara, Julie Bowen, uh, Ty Burrell, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Eric Stone Street. And the two mothers out of them are uh, Sofia Vergara and Julie Bowen. And they're both great actresses, and their characters are hilarious. They are. Be sure to watch Modern Family. And also another side to see is The Incredibles. um, Yes, it's a good mother. Yep, exactly. Holly Hunter voices Elastigirl, who kicks a lot of butt in that movie. You know what? It's time to talk about our guest. And we've mentioned his name. Both you and I have mentioned his name. Absolutely. So who is it? Let's start the drum roll. Here it goes. Charlie Black. Awesome. I'm so excited to cha- to talk with Charlie. And we both worked in uh, worked with him. We all three of us worked together in Mansfield Park, actually. But why don't you tell us about uh, your experiences with Charlie? Oh, I love working with Charlie. First of all, he is. Uh, just a joy to be around he is it seems like he's always in a good mood or he at least puts that on for for the rest of us and so um and and he's been part of the theater for so long he has just he's a wealth of knowledge 
uh, I just love talking to him. When he was working with Mary for the benefit, you know, anything she threw at him, he was yes-anding her. And I love that about him. Yeah. What, do you, what do you have? He's just such a nice guy. And I believe that he holds the record for being in the most Guild productions ever, which is something I envy. I wouldn't doubt that. And also, what I didn't say is he's got a mind like a steel trap. Yeah. He uh -huh. remembers lines like nobody else I have ever met. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a, a, a science teacher at, really. at high school for many years. Top, both my kids, I think, at least Christopher. Um, and so he's a real smart guy, too. I mean, he's kind of got it all. Yeah, he, he is a really smart guy. And he, yeah. he can do a, a bunch of accents. And like I said, he's a great improviser. And he's just a joy to work with. So let's work with him again by introducing him. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Black. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Good. Cosmo, how about you? Hi, Pauline. Welcome to Curtain Call. Thank you. Yes, this is a Curtain Call Mother's Day special. And oh. I was just thinking, how come we don't have our guests and a mother? I think we because we decided this morning yes. <laughs> that it would be a Mother's Day special. Probably. I, I've been called a mother before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's Thank there. you. All right. Well, I'm just going to uh, hit you right off the bat with a question that I ask uh, all of Curtain Call's guests, which is, um, what is your first memory on stage? My first memory on stage would be my only elementary school, middle school, or high school production. It was in eighth grade. I played Puck in a very abbreviated version of Midsummer Night's Dream. You did Midsummer Night's Dream in eighth grade? Wow. Uh, I said an abbreviated version, Paul. Okay, got it. <laughs> who, who, who abbreviated it? Uh, that's what I want to uh, know. I believe, uh, you know, I was my our English teacher, and who was she? She was, um, well, I'm not coming up with a name. That's all right. Fine. That's Buried nice. in the dim mists of the past. Yes, <laughs> I understand that. Well, how did you get from there doing a very complicated show for the first time in eighth grade to where you are now. I think I can probably sum up everything in between because you started off pretty talented if you had to do that show and you're even more talented now. So just tell us a little bit about the in-between. Well, uh, first of all, let's not let's not make assumptions about the complexity of that particular version of Mr. Max Dream, but, but okay. So I didn't do anything um, in high school, I was, uh, I guess I directed my uh, interests to athletics at that point. But when I got to college, um, let me go back. My dad was a Princeton graduate, class of 1929, and he was convinced that I was going to go to Princeton, which ultimately I did, mm -hmm. uh, despite my intention not to. Wow. But at any rate, in night, there was a group at Princeton called the Princeton Triangle Club. It's a long-standing uh, dramatic organization, and they would produce annually a student-written music and book um, farce, oh. and they would then tour the country with it over the winter break, and they would always do a tryout show just to sort of kick out the jam, so to speak, to make sure that the you know, getting the set in the truck and getting it on the road and setting it up in a different theater would be workable. And 
1963, when I was a sophomore in high school, they did a production called A Midsummer Night's Scream. <laughs> um, this was done in my high school theater in Montclair, New Jersey. So, of course, my dad had to take me to this. I was so impressed. I got the album. I can still sing you some of the songs from that album. Wow. Uh, now, first of all, there were no women at Princeton, and there weren't even then, even by the time I graduated. Of course, yeah. with my usual lucky timing, women entered Princeton the fall after I graduated. But there you go. <laughs> so all the women's parts had to be played by men in drag. So the premise of Midsummer Night's Scream was that Shakespeare hadn't written the plays that Queen Elizabeth had, and he was just a front. He was, he was a ghostwriter, so to speak. Right. Well, not even a ghostwriter. He was just the name. Right. And within the Midsummer Night's Scream plot was a musical version of Macbeth called Mary Macbeth. Oh, my. Wow. Now, uh, to which uh, Lady Macbeth did a striptease to out, damn spot, uh, out, damn spot, uh. <laughs> Uh, the Prince and Triangle Club, to this date, even though there are now women, has an obligatory drag kick line, all the Rockettes. And I mean elaborate kick line. Wow. That was done by the witches and their consorts to the following. Fair is foul, foul is fair, hover through the filthy air. Not a worry, not a care, doing the witches. <laughs> I have a bat, da-da-da-da, toe frog, da-da-da-da, doing the witches, brew. I told you, Cosmo, his mind is a steel <laughs> trap. He doesn't forget anything. Right. <laughs> well, this obviously made a big impression on me. So when I got to Princeton, I happened to, I thought, well, sophomore year, I, I tried, I played hockey and lacrosse. And it was clear to me that I wasn't going to be getting much goal. I was a goalie. I wasn't going to get much game time. I stuck on with lacrosse in the spring, but I dropped hockey um, so I could try out for the Triangle Club. And I made it. Wow. So I, that was where I cut my chops, so to such chops that I might have, in a show called Sham on Rye. So what happened then? Cut to 19, uh, let's see, 73. Who, 1973. I happen to mention this in front of two guys, uh, two guys named Greg, uh, Greg Anderson and Greg somebody rather, and they were in a production of Hello Dolly. They were playing Barnaby and the other guy, you know, the sidekick, Cars Vandekiller's helpers, um, and they said, oh, you've done musical theater, you're coming with us. So I went, they dragged me up to the Northville Arts Guild, I don't read music, I didn't read music, I don't read music to this day, I tried to hide in the back row, and Myrna Johnson was the director of that production, and she saw something in me. I don't know what the heck it was. She gave me a part-time, a little bit part. I played Rudolph the Waiter. And um, and then the next play we did was My Fair Lady, and I played Alfred P. Doolittle, which is Myrna's, and Myrna was Eliza, so I played Myrna's father. Wow. And then the next production I did after that was Your Good Man Charlie Brown in 75, so, 74, and the rest is history. And I have done 75-ish wow. on the Northfield Art School stage for 48 years. Well, congratulations. That's that's so that's how I got from, from there <laughs> to here. Wow. <laughs> nice. uh, you are what I would call a guild uh, celebrity. Well, I learned a lot from Myrna and, the, and folks along the way. I bet. And boy, what a person Myrna Johnson is. And, and oh, my God. What a force to be reckoned with. Yes. She was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
No, well, she was like a second mother to me. Oh, that's so sweet. First of all, you uh, co-emceed the Guild's fundraiser along with Mary Poppins uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Tell us about that. It was a lot of fun. You know, I, I innocently said, oh, sure, I'll do it. And then it turned out, to, I don't know, Pauline can probably talk about this, but it turned out to be quite a bit of work. Uh, <laughs> That's why I handed it off to Mary, because I just felt it was too much for me. So, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It wasn't you. It was supposed to be you. Nice right. job, Pauline. I think that it was a perfect pairing, you and Mary Poppins, because sometimes, I'll be honest, you remind me of Dick Van Dyke a little bit. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I played his part in Bye Bye Birdie. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, and I, and this is a good story. I had to, I had to wear. They wanted me to wear glasses. Mm. Well, I don't think I was wearing glasses at the time, or either the mine were too modern because it was set in the fifties. So we found an old pair of fifties glasses. The only unfortunate part was the person who owned them. Their vision was really bad. So oh. I spent a good portion of that show with a mild headache. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't put glasses on you without any glass in them. I wow. don't think we'd come up with that concept yet. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's I guess, you know, sometimes I think that the human race has become more and more dumb, but that makes me realize that the human race has uh, become more and more intelligent, actually. So. Well, we've, we've, we've always been dumb, Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue to be uh, within our moments of brilliance. I'm going to hand this right on over to uh pauline schuster jennings herself or as uh, i like to call her mother pauline on this mother's day special so pauline what do you got for charlie thank you Kazmasan. i want to start out with a tip tongue twister because that's what we do in the theater to get warmed up you've already been talking so you're a little bit warmed up i was just wondering if you have a favorite one theophilus thistle the successful thistle sifter sifted seven thousand thistles through the pick of his thumb <laughs> Which is a good one for us listeners out there. Everybody else that have been on this show has put up something and read the tongue twister off there. And here you are again from memory. That was great. That was great. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way and your tongue is all warmed up. Oh, um, yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm wondering if there is a role, the best role you never had. So is there something that you've always wanted to do? Perhaps you've auditioned for it. Not, oh, not oh I, I would know. I mean, I never, no, I never auditioned for it. But I would have loved to have played Captain Hook. Oh, um, really? Why? Because I love Cyril Rochard in that part. Mm. When, he was, when I was a kid. It, uh, when I was a kid, they did it live on TV. Oh, cool. Mary Martin, Cheryl Shard. I don't know who played Smee, and I can't remember. I think they just did Tinkerbell with, a, like, a little tiny uh, spot or something. <laughs> and um, and I think that they had to do Walking the Plank, and they slid down a slide into a vat of milk or something, I'm thinking. <laughs> At any rate, um, I was very taken with Captain Hook, so I would have loved to have done Captain Hook. But I never... <laughs> had the opportunity to try out for that kind of thing. The other thing I would love to do, but I would have loved to have been in Gilbert and Sullivan because I was a, a huge fan of Gilbert and Sullivan as a kid, a little kid. We had these records of the Doily Cart Opera Company, and I'm, uh, they used to do the Gilbert and Sullivan productions mm -hmm. in England. And I had the Mikado, um, Pirates of Penzance, a lesser known one called Patience, and one of my favorites is Iolanthe. 
And at one point, they were going to do Isle Anthony in the Northfield chorus, but for some reason didn't. Then they had me tap to do Sergeant Willis, who has a great line. Uh, do we have time for me to recite a little bit of his? Sure, have at it. Sergeant Willis is the sergeant at arms in, in the House of Parliament. In the House of Parliament, uh, they're talking about the House of Lords, are a bunch of airheads that are just completely incompetent. You know, has that changed? Bertie Worcester types. And Sergeant, uh, <laughs> what does he say? When all night long a chap remains on sentry go to chase monotony, he exercises of his brains, that is, assuming that he's got me. <laughs> never, nurtured in the adult, never nurtured in the lap of luxury, I am an intellectual chap and uh, think of things that will astonish you. I often think it's comical how every child that's ever born is either born into this world alive, either a little conservative or else, uh, either a little liberal or else a little conservative. And then later on, he says, um, talking about the MPs, he said, if they have a brain and cerebellum too, they've got to leave that brain outside and vote just how their leaders tell them to. then Then the prospect of a lot of Dell MPs in close proximity all thinking for themselves is what no man can face with equanimity. I mean, with lyrics like that. Uh, that's great. And I, I that, that all this government stuff sounds like it, it could be true today. Well, no kidding. Timeless. Timeless. Absolutely timeless. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. Do you have any good audition stories um, of, of your own, particularly like any bad ones? Because those are funnier. You know, I call them um, the good, the bad, or the ugly. Exactly. You know, um, not really. I'm going to, here's why. And, you know, when I got involved in the Arts Guild, I got hauled in because uh, they, they, they were desperate for men. And then I never auditioned for anything until maybe much later. But a lot, lots, lot of stuff I just, you know, got said, they, say, they said, well, would you like to do this part? That's the best way to do it. I hate auditioning, so boy. Well, I do too. I mean, I, I, yeah. nobody likes it. No, but I think right. it's probably not the best way to do things. But you know, the art school was a little bit of an in club at that point. You know, there weren't that many people involved, right? So they kind of knew who was who and who could do what. It's kind of like a company, a little bit more like a company. That yeah, it was. Yeah. It was at that time. So I'm going to hand it back to you, Cosmo, for some okay. fun um, uh, accent work. Okay. Here it comes. Great. All right. Brace so, yourself, Charlie. Yes. Well, this is the part of the game which I mentioned last time. I turn into the dialect master, Uh-oh. a very dangerous supervillain. So there's a phrase in the chat for you, and it's Mother's Day themed. Nothing is ever missing until your mother can't find it. And I'll give you dialects to go along with this. Oh, dear. Do I get any help? You get one call a friend. Yeah. Okay. Which means not on the phone, means one of us. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, what do you got? Grumpy old man. You can't <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> Nothing is ever missing until your mother can't find it. <laughs> okay. Nice. Perfect. That was a lo- actually closer to the to who I am than, than maybe I expected. <laughs> oh, we started with an easy one. The second dialect is, uh, this is the bonus, uh, the bonus round, which means that I will give you a dialect and an age to go with it. Uh, so the dialect is a grandma, grandmother, um, and the age is, let's say, 115. Oh, I see. Well, nothing is ever missing. 
do your mother can't find it. Well, Pauline, I picked this one, which is the nonsense judge's choice, a movie character. Why don't you pick this one for Charlie? Darth Vader. <laughs> Nothing is ever worth until your mother can find it. Nicely done, nicely done. I did that in honor of May the 4th be with you. Yes. <laughs> Which we are recording this on that oh, day. Wait. I do have just one more request, though, to finish this out. All right. Charlie, do you want to pick an accent of your own to do for the bonus, bonus, extra, extra bonus? Well, I can do New York. I mean, that comes pretty easy. Okay. All right. Yo, nothing is ever wasted until your mother, until, nothing is ever missing until your mother can't, until your mother can't find it. Mother! Mother. There hasn't been a single guest that hasn't done this accent game just fantastically. Or at least hilariously. Well, I thought you were going to do accents, in which case that's tougher, see? Because right. uh, this is yes. more characters. More yeah, dialogue. Gotcha, gotcha. So we should yeah. talk a character game, baby. Because okay. for accents, I always have to study them up. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Write up, mark up your text. Well, thank you again for joining us, Charlie, and have a fantastic Mother's Day. Mm. And uh, just keep doing theater because we all love seeing you on the stage. As it's often said, from your lips to God's ears, but I'm just going to say from your lips to the director's ears. Exactly. And I look forward to being on stage with you again. Oh, that'd be fun. Thank you so much, Charlie, for being on the show. And we learned more about you. And more importantly, we had a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank well, you. You're more than welcome, and thank you for including me. I had a fun, too. Oh, good. Thanks. Bye. 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 Great interview. What fun. That was such a fun interview, wasn't it, Pauline? And I, it's, it's sad to say, but Charlie defeated the dialect master. He has gone into hiding underground in a cave. <laughs> Okay, well, good. We'll have to get him out for next month. I just want to say that uh, he has so many stories. I would love to talk to him for hours and, and actually record it because he's just right. got so many great stories. I think that I should start an entire new podcast called uh, Charlie's Stories. Just, just him uh, giving theater stories because he has so many great ones. That's a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea. Well, Cosmo, it was really great to see you again after our little mini hiatus uh -huh. and to work with you again and to have so much fun together yeah. and thank you for being my awesome co-host pauline and have a fantastic mother's day please say happy mother's day to your mother because she is a wonderful mother to have a wonderful son like you and actually i forgot to do that earlier i want to uh, thank my mom so much because she is just such a great mother and uh, i'll be showering her with chocolates and gifts on mother's day Oh, perfect. Great idea. Thanks, Cosmo. Thank you to KYMN for broadcasting this show. And thanks to all of you for listening. And remember, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players.